hey guys, it's Astrology. I'm Gabriella. And I'm Snow. And we are your astrological and spiritual life coaches. Here to give you the tea straight from the motherfucking cosmos. Yes, we're back with another episode, guys. I'm so excited for this episode. We're so, so stoked, guys. <laughs> this episode's going to be wild. Some tea will be spilled. Exactly. The truth about going through a spiritual awakening. Yes. Some you know, crazy stuff. I feel like everyone thinks it's lollipops and gumdrops and rainbows. Mm-hmm. And we're here to give you guys a real tea on what it really Especially is like. Especially with the popularization of it. Mm-hmm. Astrology and spirituality becoming trendy. Um, we've been seeing a lot of people like posting the positives of the spiritual awakening, but not sharing the depths of it that yeah. you go through yeah. when you go through an awakening. So we are here to tell you all about that. But before we get into this week's episode, if you guys want to join our astro community, go over to our Instagram at astro.t and join us on there. We have such a beautiful community on there. Uh, and we're we are so grateful for so you guys. grateful and so blessed for all of you on there. And um, we post new astrological and spiritual content there on there every single day. Yes. So definitely check that out if you're looking for things that can help you through your spiritual journey or your um, or astrology wise too. Yes. As well as like, if you guys have really cool podcast ideas, you want to see new episodes, be sure to DM us on there because we've gotten a couple of requests and we write them down and take them into account. So we'd love to hear your feedback there as well. And if you guys want to contact us further, be sure to visit our website, www.astralot.ca, where we offer birth chart readings and birth chart workshops where there'll be a tool to help you uh find your purpose and seek enlightenment exactly and we also have like a free planet um cheat sheet on there so if you're someone that you're trying to get yourself familiar with the planets and what signs they rule and what how long they're transiting for all those cool things definitely check out our website because we have a free cheat sheet on there that will help you um with that as well so definitely check that out if, if need be yes but with that being said on this podcast show, we are always drinking something. This mm-hmm. is where we spill the tea, you know, drink some tea together, drink some coffee together, whatever drink it is of your choosing. Yes. And so every episode we talk about what we're drinking. So Snow, what are you drinking today? Guys, 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 guys. You're going to be so proud of me. Okay. So proud. The last couple of episodes, what has Snow been doing? She's been on her same stuff, still drinking the mango green tea over and over again. Today... I have transformed. I have oh I have spread my horizons and I'm drinking green tea. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, she went from mango green tea to green tea. <laughs> I know. For some, it might not seem like a big adjustment, but it's one small step for some people, but it's a large step for me here. And I'm just really proud of myself, okay? And it's exquisite. <laughs> I'm glad that I stepped out. Okay. Oh my gosh. Honestly, though, kind of a big step for you because <laughs> you're a mango everything. So the fact that you took mango out of the equation, you know, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm just getting back down to like the true herbal roots. You know, just true herbal just raw roots. green tea. It's it's part of this Pluto retrograde that I'm going through. I'm trying to seek transformation in all assets of my life, and this is just one of them. This <laughs> is <laughs> guys. <laughs> Snow's killing me over here, guys. I you exhaust myself. I exhaust myself. But it's good, guys. But I'm speaking proud of, of Pluto retrograde and all transformation and stuff, I love that yours is in your the fifth house. So your uh, transformation is going to be with your inner child. Freaking love that for you. Uh, thanks, girl. So maybe we should get in touch with drinks from, you know, maybe your childhood. Oh, so I should be get some Kool-Aid jammers? 
I mean, they those used to hit. Yeah, they did. Those used to hit. They used to those, hit. <gasps> what was your favorite flavor? Ooh, I, oh. I, I really like the was, blue one. Yeah. Was it like the teal one? Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not... Oh, no, no, no. There's like the blue one. There's the right? blue, there blue, blue one, one and then there's like the teal the one. The teal one. Honestly, I fucked with both heavy. Yeah, me too. I really like both. Was it? Was the teal one like a tropical one? I think so. I, I think the teal one was like a tropical one and then the other one was like your classic blue raspberry. Yeah, your blue raspberry. Yeah. Ugh, they were so good. Those they were, were so, good. so good. I don't I, know how much they would hit now with all of that sugar rush. You know, yeah, I don't know how kids were, allow- we were allowed to drink those things. <laughs> <laughs> As now as we're adults, I'd be looking at the stuff that we'd be used to eat, like eating as kids or drinking as kids. I'm like, what the heck? No wonder oh I had God. cavities every dentist visit. Yeah, literally. And kids already being super hyperactive. And yeah. Like, we're just hyper some more sugar. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh. My kids are going to hate me. They're going to be like, what's this natural juice <laughs> stuff? They're going to be like, organic juice again, Mom. All the kids at school have cool juice boxes. Mom, I want the juice box. <laughs> You never let us get sunny. I know, right? No, hopefully we're gonna grow our kids up on like juices and yeah, smoothies. Exactly, we'll make it fun for them. Exactly, be it'll be a good us. experience. It'll be a good experience. Exactly. I'm excited. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of beverages, no wait, guys. Oh no, what? We'll talk about that later. But I was. Oh no, no, no. Actually, let's, let's talk about it now because <laughs> we're just speaking about inner child. Snow just had the craziest realization. Well, perspective, whatever you want to call it from like just before we started download or uh just before we started recording this episode snowboard share with everyone your realization of finding nemo oh <laughs> guys 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 she was so stressed guys, at first she's like wait what realization did <laughs> yeah, i, I was like what she's looking at me like what what do you mean gabriella what are you thinking about? <laughs> See, this is why bus? this is why i keep gabriella around she she remembers <laughs> these realizations that i have because generally poof they're gone afterwards but this this might be a reach, but I think I might be onto something. Yeah, we've been talking a lot about Disney movies recently yeah. because, like, just from an, an adult perspective and not just like a young and child perspective, mm-hmm. we're looking at movies a lot differently and, and just like media itself, like yes. everything that we're consuming, yes. we're really taking in, like, trying to take in all the subliminal messages and mm-hmm. everything like that. And so, like, we we're just talking about Disney movies and like some of the messages in there because there's some crazy messages in Disney. So movies. much subliminal stuff, like guys, yeah. like even the more recent movie Soul, like, <gasps> gee, so good, put me on. And that movie was like, li- we could do a whole podcast on the spiritual content of that movie, but like. As you can tell, like, I feel like after watching that movie, now when we look back at other things, we're starting to see spiritual concepts in them as well. So Finding Nemo. Wait, before you get into that, should we do a whole podcast? Maybe like breaking down soul, <gasps> like the Disney movie? I feel like we should. And talking about it in relevation, like in relative to like spirituality and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like astral projection. Because there's genuine like content of things that we practice. That'd be so that. cool. Guys, guys, if you want to see that, definitely let us know. Yeah, let us know because that'd be a really fun one. Yeah, guys, like it would be like a fun review. It could be like a study thing instead of doing like a book Club. Yeah, it wouldn't be like a book review. It'd be yeah, more yeah. sort of like connect, making those connections mm-hmm. for you guys mm-hmm. to help you even understand it more. I'd be like, whoa, Disney yes. did that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, cultural continue. Reset, continue. Cultural. Okay, Share okay. this beautiful perspective. Okay, so Finding Nemo. I, I want to say Finding Nemo is actually a Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. It might maybe. be Disney, but I think it's Pixar. I think it, yeah, I think it's Pixar actually. Okay. So I always get Pixar and Disney movies mixed up. Yeah, so, especially because Disney and Pixar are teamed up now. But, okay, so Finding Nemo, let's, let's look at this. So, um merlin i believe that marlin is dad's name i believe so he has this traumatic experience where he's with his wife and that evil shark fish thing comes and swoops them up what was that thing that thing was oh no was it a shark i think it was like an evil fish wasn't remember that thing that was like had that light 
was it that over, thing? No, because I, at first I thought it was, and then I'm like trying to recall me watching it, and I'm like I think that was the thing that Nemo saw. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think this was just like a bad fish. Like, I think it was like a bottom feeder. Like, you oh. know how they have those like bottom feeders yeah. in your fish tanks? Like, I think it was one of those. He's looking for the eggs. Because they didn't come in and eat most of the eggs, Yeah, I was right? trying to eat the eggs. Okay, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, now I'm on the same page. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was on some bougie stuff. He wanted to have the... Uh, it's like, I want, ooh, look at all these eggs. Yeah, exactly. Well, what's that thing called when you eat fish eggs? Caviar. He oh. said, I'm having caviar for lunch. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That's really insensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mar- Marlon. I didn't mean that. But, um... <laughs> Anyways, so Marlon's going through his life. You know, he's 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 uh, he's married now. He's building his family. He's got all his eggs up. He's being that overprotective dad. And in comes this evil fish. He's like, I'm having caviar for dinner. He comes and he tries to eat all the fish. And then in the impact, the wife dies. He loses all of his children and is only left with one, Mm -hmm. which is Nemo. Guys, imagine if this happened to you. Extremely traumatizing. Extremely traumatizing. So he lives his whole life in fear and he's overprotective. It literally starts to impact Nemo because now Nemo feels like he has these limitations because his dad's stuck in all this fear. I've got PTSD. Yes. Generational trauma starting right there because Mm -hmm. of what his dad was traumatized by. And his dad did not find that healing. So he lived his entire life in fear and then... Another traumatizing thing happened. Nemo ends up getting kidnapped. You know, that's the whole point of him finding Nemo. So now he's on a search. You know, he's he's on his taken thing. Now he's looking for his son. <laughs> he's like, I will find you and I will kill you to that brace girl who stole his his, his, his child. So he, he's on the hunt. And then he meets Dory. Dory, I feel like, is his guardian angel. Like, I don't know what it is about Dory, but Dory's just got this, like, uplifting, just genuine love for so life. Cute. And it's just, Dory starts to teach him to just let loose. And then as he's, like, traveling and going through all these Cause adventures. Because if you think about it, he has to find a lot of patience mm-hmm. when he's with Dory because, you know, Dory's memory. Yes. So he's constantly, you know, getting frustrated but mm-hmm. having to learn exactly. to be patient. Exactly. He's literally, like, starting to let loose. He's starting to learn patience. Like, it's a growth process with Dory. Yeah. And he's going through all these crazy uh adventures sirs suddenly riding sea turtles doing all this shit that he never would have done mm-hmm. and then it leads to the point that he ends up meeting that pelican and ends up telling him all the stuff about all the things that he'd done and the pelican was like yo you did all that and that's when he took it in like all the stuff that he did to find his son ends up finding mm-hmm. nemo heals his thing and then now he's a healed person now nemo's able to live loosely he's able to live happier mm-hmm. and he's now fulfilled so cute so i just feel like it's like a giant story of like healing from trauma and yeah. escape connecting that with and their inner, child. inner child yeah yes because J- dory's literally a child yeah heart. that's like, so dory true is like an enlightened being who all he want all dory wanted to do was help marlon yeah and i feel like normal people want to just you know just see someone on the street searching for something and just want to do that so i feel like dory was the enlightened being that marlon needed and now he's living enlightened after his spiritual awakening that's so cool it was a near-death experience of almost losing his son again. yeah so. exactly that's such a good realization because i was like wow i never took it in like that obviously from like a kid's perspective yeah you know you don't see it like that but like Crazy. i was like whoa and that's what made us really want to like look into disney or pixar or whatever any other just media that we're consuming because mm-hmm. like guys the subliminal messages and that's why we always preach like be careful what you consume yes um some some things are good like you know when you see all these like good subliminal messages it's really like it's a really nice thing to see but then a lot of the times most of the things that we're consuming is not positive it's negative mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. social media you're seeing other people's like they're you're just seeing what people want you to perceive them as mm-hmm. and even just like news yes. and stuff like that there's so many like music yeah music videos so like we could things. do a whole entire podcast on subliminal the messaging. subliminals and music it's is insane. frightening it's at so some point. scary yeah 
It's scary. It's scary. The whole music industry scares us. If you guys want us to do a podcast on subliminal messaging and how to use it to enhance your spiritual life, yeah. definitely let us know because we'd love to do There's that. There's some really cool things you can yeah. do too. We, we've done some crazy stuff and it's boosted our manifestations mm-hmm. like with subliminal. So we could definitely do a podcast on that. Definitely. I but agree. With All that right. being said, let's get into this week's podcast episode because i am freaking excited i've been meaning to do wanting to do this for like a while the yes two of us, I yes yes we're stoked for this one guys okay so before we get into this let's go down back to the origin of spiritual awakening yes so spirit the spiritual awakening was popularized in western society by the carl jung the scientist yes, i'm sure a lot of the you, psychologist if you study psychology yes. you've definitely heard about this definitely guy. know his name um I definitely, I went to uh, school for a couple years for psychology and I, when I saw his name, I was like, oh shit, I didn't even take it in like that. And yeah. then, like, I, I knew that he had had a lot of things to do with consciousness and ego and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I knew he studied that, but now looking at it from a spiritual perspective, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even take it in. Like I, mm-hmm. I want to do more, like we were talking, me and some were talking, we want to do more research on Carl Jung now because... The things that he was doing back in the day were like, whoa. The epiphanies that he had, like he's literally part of the leader of explaining the science behind what it is we're talking about today. Yeah. So it's going to be insane once we start like relearning what mm-hmm. we've like already learned from a spiritual eye standpoint. It's going to mm-hmm. be so cool. Exactly. So we're excited to do that. But basically Carl Jung described this process as coming back to the original self. So yeah, he popularized it back in, in Western society. But also spiritual awakening or spiritual enlightenment, whatever you want to call it, it's also known as a kundalini awakening, which originates from Hinduism. So a lot of the um, things that we practice in the spiritual community are um, based from Hinduism and Buddhism practices. Mm -hmm. So we must give light to that. We must give credit to that. Always, always, always give credit to the source. Yes. Very, very important. But speaking of Hinduism and speaking of giving credit to the source, we must give light to what's going on in India. It's guys. So let's talk about that for a second here. Absolutely devastating what's going on over there, guys, right now. Like they are really being heavily impacted by everything going on in the pandemic. A lot of us have been gracious to make it through. I know some countries are opened up again, but India's incredibly suffering right now mm-hmm. so we need to be bringing our attention and trying to gather resources and uh, funding as much as we can here mm-hmm. so if the you're not second, aware yeah sorry if you're not aware the second wave of covid is killing millions of people in india mm-hmm. as you speak there was a lot of um oxygen shortages and hospital beds um that were they were short and so it was just so sad like the videos that i was watching i was like oh my gosh i can't mm-hmm. believe that the world is going through this pain right now mm-hmm. but they're even a fear of shortage like they're fe- in fear that they have a shortage of vaccines because 34 million people are already fully vaccinated but it's only 2.5 percent of the population mm-hmm. like guys that's insane guys the population of india is already like they have a huge population mm-hmm. so and if you probably think why about they're struggling so much too because there's get so resources out like, there yeah they're very exactly. populated so i can like you know being packed and this place and you're trying to distance yourself but mm-hmm. also you're struggling and you don't have the right resources is like how are you supposed to live in that condition i like it's so heartbreaking exactly like i was in absolute shock at the numbers that were being reported of people dying because the numbers are 
are so large and that's only the numbers that are confirmed cases of people dying from the hospital beds think about people who don't even have access to get themselves out people that are in the countryside people that don't even make it to the hospital beds that are dying from covid those numbers aren't even being counted or acquitted for yeah they don't even have enough space for hospital beds to host people so there's millions of people as well that are yeah. are just dying exactly like so, guys i know that you know um this pandemic is is global right we're all kind of suffering through this but you know like a lo- most of us we have oxygen we, mm-hmm. we, we don't have to worry about the air that we're breathing we don't have to worry about having a hospital bed to stay to stay in so mm-hmm. you know, like that can you imagine like just having to be in fear of that for you and your family like no like that's so heartbreaking so prayers or donation donations go such a long way so if you can help in any way whether that's with your words or donations like i just mentioned please do so we'll have links in our bio that you can click to um help india out because mm-hmm. we, we must fight this global pandemic together guys like this, yes we've got to be in this together especially mm-hmm. us especially being in the spiritual community guys like this is this is where our practices derive from like we need to help um we need to help them out mm-hmm. as much as we can so yeah oh <sighs> sad all right so with that being said what is a spiritual awakening before i get into it like, what are you what does this even mean for the people that are kind of confused and lost as to what this means so if you want to go ahead and describe that snow so a spiritual awakening can also be referred to as a a call to your higher consciousness it's connecting with your higher self so all that stuff that we preach about guys our entire goal the entire point of everything that it is that we practice and we teach is to connect with your higher self because Mm -hmm. your higher self is the key to having the spiritual awakening it's connecting to your pure consciousness here yeah because a lot of people were saying like what is your higher self what does that even mean and that that really just means pure consciousness Mm -hmm. that you are connected with the self with yourself yes so in order to have a spiritual awakening it will have to you will have to have an ego death Mm-hmm. So an ego death can be described as when your shadow self starts to come to the life. It's essentially a personal transformation. And it's not just one ego death. There's many, many, like, the more that you're changing and evolving and growing, um, the more ego deaths you're having, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's not just one ego death. Like, there's so many ego deaths that one person can have. And like Snow was saying, it's like a, a complete personal transformation. It's realizing that you are the self. You're not separate from oneness. Mm-hmm. And um, like when you have this realization, you have this awakening, you are completely transforming your mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. There's like a shift in your energy, your mental framework, um, your lifestyle, worldview, even your chemical makeup changes. Mm-hmm. Literally, when you go through an awakening, it's it's crazy. So, because if you think about it, as humans, we either repeat or we change. You know, we if we're stuck in in repeat, you know, we're going through the same routine. We're kind of just stuck where we are, doing the same job, but not feeling fulfilled or. Um, in the same relationship but not feeling filled or whatever that is that is not making you know you know you're not you don't feel a lot of people in in our in our society don't feel that they are serving a purpose that they are empowered that they are connected with their inner power mm-hmm. right and when we're in stuck in in repeat those that never those are the people that are never growing and they're just repeating the cycle for example uh, maybe a generational cycle mm-hmm. a generational trauma that's just going to continue right but if we 
are constantly changing and making ourselves uncomfortable because in order for us to go through change we have to make ourselves uncomfortable because if we aren't uncomfortable then we're just we're comfortable when we're comfortable like that's when you don't grow you don't grow Mm -hmm. because you're just you we always want to be comfortable us humans we want to be comfortable because when we're then if if we're we're comfortable then we don't have to be in fear we're Mm -hmm. not scared because we're like we're familiar with this environment we're familiar with this we're we're used to this we're good with this and a lot of people just get stuck here it feels limiting yeah and it, it's not fulfilling it's not fulfilling. to be stuck in this in this space exactly this and that's when you start to fall into those loops where like gabriella said you're not growing and you feel like you're not living life like life is just the same thing every single day you're yeah. in that job that's not fulfilling you're uh in a relationship that's not fulfilling so when you have that spiritual awakening that's when you find that genuine pure bliss mm-hmm. that's when you experience the full fulfillment and that fulfillment comes from your soul Mm -hmm. exactly so those that are constantly changing they're constantly those are the ones that are constantly growing and evolving and making themselves uncomfortable and that is those that are that's that reach that enlightenment that reach that awakening Mm -hmm. right so you might be wondering like what causes a spiritual awakening like how do you start your awakening or how do you become enlightened there's a lot of different examples as to what can make one um like go through their own awakening whether that's voluntary or involuntary mm-hmm. um most of the times a lot from the a lot of the testimonies that i've read in my own personal testimony um i find that a lot of the times it's involuntarily in my opinion yes most of the time that i see it it's also involuntary as well yeah because an in involuntary examples would maybe be um a traumatic experience a major life-changing event or a near-death experience those are examples of involuntarily where so say for example like someone almost dies and um they're, they wake up in the hospital bed and they have this like newfound um, way of life and, and they ha- they're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I've, I've woken up. Like I need to live like differently. Like guys, like I have not been living in the present moment. I need to start living in the present moment. You know, like those people, those stories that you've heard, yeah. those are real Where life. Their life takes a complete 180 and they're looking yeah. at the world through different eyes. Yeah. That's also. Those are real life testimony, guys. Mm-hmm. That happens to people and that, that that's an example of people that, that start that that's how they start their spiritual awakening and it's involuntary because you didn't ask to you know go through that almost death experience you didn't ask to almost die yeah exactly and you come out and you're like oh my gosh like what the heck Mm -hmm. but some examples of maybe a voluntary um awakening would be just maybe just natural through meditation um especially if you know what a spiritual awakening is because i know that when i had my spiritual awakening was i didn't even know what that was Mm -hmm. so and i feel like that is for a lot of people they don't even know what that is i know another thing is psychedelics i know that some people when they use psychedelics they do have an involuntary involuntary um awakening because a lot of people will use psychedelics for different intentions Mm -hmm. but if you go into it with the intention of having um awakening or having new perspectives or realizations then that for sure like can happen like um with using like shrooms shrooms is mostly the most like, popular popular one, one or dmt lsd or is LSD. another one yeah um exactly yeah if you I, guys want us to do a whole podcast on psychedelics and maybe some of our experience with psychedelics and stuff and and astral projecting and some of our realizations and epiphanies that we've had yeah. during those definitely let us know if you guys are interested in that type of content because mm-hmm. we are definitely open to sharing for sure yes but i think the two most popular ones that i've seen in terms of spiritual awakenings in terms of testimonies has definitely been the near-death experience and then psychedelics yeah the Not- psychedelics is like a huge one that a lot mm-hmm. of people that's i feel like most of the ones that i've read on reddit and stuff is mm-hmm. from people using those psychedelics yeah so 
why are we talking about the the scary things the what they're not telling you about spiritual awakening the reason why we're here to tell you today is because spiritual awakening and spirituality and astrology all of those topics are becoming very popularized mm-hmm. you know people are it's becoming trendy um you know it's age of aquarius it's, yes it's, it's trending now. this is our world now we're seeing yeah. it all over spirit there's a whole <laughs> section of tiktok dedicated to this the fact that there's spiritual tiktok we never had anything like yeah. that so it's becoming greatly popularized we're seeing it it's even becoming on blog posts i'm seeing um uh, magazines talking about yeah we're seeing awakenings. celebrities and yeah. singers and rappers talk yes. about it it's so it's crazy it's crazy it's it for me personally like it's like a a love hate mm-hmm. and i don't i want to use that word lightly just because it's like i don't hate <laughs> obviously but like i don't know like it's it's a love in the way that i'm excited because i'm like i want all of us to be woke mm-hmm. i want all of us to wake up like we're all everyone's sleeping and it's like oh my gosh guys like if we all just woke up like corporate world would no longer be a thing all of these things that are limiting us would no longer be a thing and it would just be such a beautiful world to, to live in if we are all woke yeah but no war no environmental chaos yeah it would be it would be crazy just all love we'd be living like the hippies in yeah, the 70s like everyone's looking at the hippies like they were crazy if i could go back in time gabriel and i would try yeah they were on to something guys they really were so it's exciting to me because it's like the more that we can have coverage of this the more we can like speak of spiritual awakenings and speak of astrology and speak of spirituality share our testimonies mm-hmm. and and all those things the more people will be like okay like wow like this this stuff's real like this isn't just the voodoo hoodoo or mm-hmm. whatever you want to look at us like or witchcraft or whatever it is mm-hmm. that you're looking at it like so that's for me that's very exciting but at the same time now it's like we have to be extremely careful because a lot of these things when something becomes trendy and b- people hop on the on the bandwagon and and because they, they want to fit in with the crowd right we, everyone wants to follow the herd because we're comfortable there um, you don't want to be the one, the odd one out. You mm-hmm. want to be the odd duckling, right? Exactly. Because then it puts you in an uncomfortable situation, which people don't want to be in. Exactly. So that's when you have to really be careful because, for example, during the Black Lives Matter protest, we had a lot of people posting on Blackout Tuesday, their black image, you know, with the hashtag and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you can't tell me that all these people that posted Blackout Tuesday had the intention of speaking up for society that of speaking up for change speaking up for rights you know what i mean like for genuine human decency like interesting how my entire instagram feed was filled with black squares yeah a week later crickets yeah crickets Mm -hmm. not a peep not a soul from majority of the people that were putting those like black Mm -hmm. black posts for blackout tuesday exactly so it's the idea of people feeling like they need to do what's not do not feeling like to do what's right but doing what's societally acceptable so that way there there's no judgment or whatever it is that this feeling is it people falling into these ego traps yep exactly so that's why you have to be very very careful because i'm even seeing like um oh my gosh like kylie jenner posted on instagram her mm-hmm. big three like her i was shook guys did you see that post if you're an astrology fiend she literally put her her big three inside her instagram caption like yeah no words. she just said leo sun scorpio moon capricorn rising story me <laughs> i said what <laughs> like i was geeked up like i was excited i was like oh if kylie jenner's talking about this that means like everyone's, everyone's gonna, gonna freaking talking start this. talking about it because as soon as the jenners do something it's popularized oh my gosh yeah so or even like 
rappers speaking of it like Annalie Chopper for example he came out with a whole album about spiritual enlightenment and spiritual awakening because mm-hmm. I guess he had his own awakening of mm-hmm. his own and, and did now a whole he's album on herbs. it yeah like he's a whole this rapper he's like, like he's like talking about how he's like stop smoking mm-hmm. weed and like he now he's like selling all these like crystals and yeah. stuff I'm like what yeah now he's like selling like herbal teas and like yeah genuinely living in a life of spirituality which is yeah. just very weird compared to the contrast of what he was on before mm-hmm. like in violence and so that's why we're just stuff, again so. like we're gonna have to be careful because people will be posing that they oh they're woke or oh i'm a, like i'm a spiritual guy that can help you or oh i know what i'm talking about but in reality a lot of these people are just hopping on it because it's trendy mm-hmm. so that's why we're here today to talk about it because there's a lot of things that aren't being talked about mm-hmm. don't get me wrong i'm not sitting here saying i'm this like super enlightened person yeah i am still, still on, journey. on my journey as we speak right now that's mm-hmm. why i'm so grateful we have our podcast just so we can like document because i even just like listening to this episode from a year from now it's going to be crazy because like even who i was a week ago feels insanely different to who i am right now mm-hmm. sitting here like it's Same. it's crazy the the realizations i'm having every single day because my awakening started in november mm-hmm. so it's been a journey and i'm still going through it but i went through a lot of the hard shit that we're about to talk about today but yeah now the more I, more i wake up the more i can really see like it's just so easy and i feel like people that are also woke will understand what i'm talking about but when someone walks into a room it's so so easy for me to tell if they are ego driven or if they have the pure consciousness mm-hmm. because when you're ego driven it's you know that's when you're there's competition or there's jealousy mm-hmm. or just all those um you know emotions that don't serve our pure consciousness mm-hmm. and not to say that as a pure consciousness you don't feel those emotions because the ego is always there right you can't get rid of the ego mm-hmm. but um it's just it's, it's different it's, it's the different. way the person talk the things they talk about mm-hmm. the way they carry themselves mm-hmm. the things that they get angry about like you can you see it you it's see so it yeah it's very it's it. very evident mm-hmm. it's very evident but oh my gosh okay i totally forgot to, <laughs> to say what i was drinking so sorry oh. guys <laughs> Right. oops um, rewind anyways <laughs> so sorry guys i don't even know if maybe you're not even interested but i am just literally just drinking a coffee nothing crazy but i was just really excited because i bought a new creamer yesterday and i'm the type of person if i buy a new creamer i get really excited to try it so i want to try it well actually i've already tried it this is why i bought it because this is the creamer my aunt had at her house and i was watching her kids um not that long ago and i made a coffee in the morning and i put this creamer in it not thinking anything crazy of it and i drank and i was like oh my god why does this taste so good it's literally just hazelnut creamer Mm. but it tastes so good i don't i'm I'm usually not a hazelnut person either Mm. but remember that coffee that i made us yeah it was sweet because i don't i don't like hot coffee like that guys like i'm not a fan of hot coffee just because i just feel like for some reason hot coffee and iced coffee like hot coffee is just always bitterer to me and you know me mango green tea girly i like sweetness (laughs) so when she put this hazelnut cream i was like yeah she's good. okay this is so sweet i like this but it's like yeah. creamy like almost the texture of the coffee change yeah you I can, and it. you can obviously if the cream you can control how sweet you want it mm-hmm. and whatever you, depending on how much you put mm-hmm. but yeah and she's so. putting in her she's drinking it from her lovely mug that says hands off my coffee exactly she's <laughs> a cute I, I love this mug i wish you guys could see it it's so cute yes i don't remember where i got it i forget where i got it i think you got it from winners did i yeah yeah winners you should just have we, have we already talked about winners on this yeah, podcast that's <laughs> where you got the book from from our first right i love winners anyways okay back into the episode so back and we're getting right right into the juicy stuff now Mm -hmm. we're getting into the juicy stuff so 
what aren't they telling you? So when you are going through an awakening, literally all of your beliefs, your belief system is being stripped. Mm -hmm. Everything is that you grew up to know, everything that your parents taught you, true or not, um, it's you like you're forced to let go of it. We're all victims of programming, right? Mm -hmm. We're all, we've all been programmed. Uh, Maybe a lot of, most of us are stuck in generational trauma. Like we're stuck in the cycle. Hurt people hurt people, Mm -hmm. right? So it's sad because when you're a product of two hurt parents or one hurt parents, it then becomes your responsibility to take on that trauma, Mm -hmm. not only your trauma, but their trauma and work through it to be, to literally end the generational trauma. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't want to do that and don't want to face that. It's hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it sucks. And a lot of people would say it's not fair. Like, you know what I mean? It really doesn't, I've I've journaled about this so many times where I'm just like journaling. I'm like, this isn't fair. Like, this isn't fair. Why was I brought into this world that I wasn't even asked to be brought into and I had to deal with all this trauma that I didn't ask to be put onto. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's like all these things that no one wants to, go through but when you're going through awakening all of that is is ripped off Mm -hmm. right you you have to be willing to give up everything to accept the truth surrender to it the complete fabrication of everything that you've always known starts to crumble Mm -hmm. and you have to face that yeah accept that and lean into what's next for you yeah except exactly regardless of how hard it is to hear and Mm -hmm. it's real scary thing so when we go into it and then we are we're stripping our beliefs that is what we call an ego death right because your ego is your sense of self your identity mm-hmm. and that is where all your limiting beliefs are mm-hmm. all of those limiting perspectives and ideas everything that holds you back from being at oneness with yourself and and really connecting with your inner power all of that is within your ego mm-hmm. right so when you strip all of that away, you're literally having an ego death. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I feel like a lot of people associate, I, I, I feel like even the way that we've been speaking about the ego, you guys might think that we have a negative association with the ego and we think that the ego is all bad. Or mm-hmm. some people, the way that they speak about it makes it sound like the ego is bad, but the ego isn't bad. No. The, you're not killing your ego. You're not destroying your ego. You're not getting rid of your ego. You, yeah, like Gabrielle said, you can't get rid of your ego. It's it's about learning how to live in harmony with it mm-hmm. and um you need your ego you can't get rid of your ego like even in astrology we refer to the ego is represented by the sun sign yeah in astrology which is essentially your basic personality it's your identity your ego is your driving force mm-hmm. if you don't have your ego guys you don't have that will to live you don't have strive you don't have drive you don't have yeah this it, to do things. our ego is literally what makes us human mm-hmm. guys like we are human um we are imperfect so like that's where the ego is when i was speaking earlier about you that you will always when you are becoming enlightened and you're waking up you always are going you're consistently constantly going through ego deaths because there's so many layers to the ego especially depending on how much trauma you've been through mm-hmm. or how much conditioning you've been through or program that you that you've been through there's so many layers that you've got to get through right yeah. like an onion classic for example you know reference. classic example here <laughs> you think there's like one layer of an onion and then you go through that layer and you're like why is there another layer like i thought i already got you off mm-hmm. like there's so so many layers that you got to go through to get to that pure consciousness because most of us are living in the ego consciousness mm-hmm. most of us are living in the ego consciousness mm-hmm. and the goal is to get to that pure consciousness yes but we got to go through all of the layers like even now 
like I was saying earlier too, I was like who I was last week. I don't even, I don't even feel like I resonate with her. Who I am right now, like who I'm is completely she? different. And that's because I'm consistently going through ego death. So something that I might have felt like last week, I'm like I don't, I don't feel that anymore. I don't connect with that anymore. Like I've grown from that, right? And that's going through because I am. I'm making myself uncomfortable. I'm having new perspectives, new realizations. And those are stripping old beliefs that I've had, old perspectives that I've had Mm -hmm. or old habits or um, trauma-based responses or whatever that might be, that might be that I'm really challenging myself to let go of those so I can really reach that pure consciousness, my higher self. You literally have to make your ego trust that your higher self isn't scary mm-hmm. because again your ego is your is your where your identity is your sense of self so when you start letting go of your ego your ego's like freaking out because it's like whoa hold up here i thought i was your identity like you can't you can't let go of me like mm-hmm. who who am i without you exactly or who and are you without me and you start to freak out because uh our world is so intricate and our ego is how we how we simplify it so when you're simplifying your personality your ego is built upon those limitations and all those things and your higher self tells you that there's more than that Mm -hmm. so when you start to realize you're telling your ego that there's more than that your ego's like what 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 i thought i was i thought i was everything exactly but when we get ourselves to die in that fear like because like we said before the more you make yourself uncomfortable the more change is going to happen but you're going to get used to that Cause like, okay, you start off, you make yourself uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? And then you sit in the uncomfortable. So you literally, you force yourself to stay in this uncomfortable position. Eventually you learn to become comfortable. You mm-hmm. get conditioned. To you it. adapt. You adapt. Exactly. And that's the same thing. You need to get your ego to adapt and be like, your ego will be like, oh, okay. Like, you know, your higher self, your pure, pure consciousness. It's not so scary after all. Like we're okay. But like when you first go through that, that initial ego death, your ego is in like fight or flight, basically just in panic mode. Like we, I've been used to us being attached. Like you, what do you mean? You're just going to leave me high and dry like this? Like, what do you mean? And so it's this scary, scary thing. Like the ego death, especially when you're first going through your awakening, it's, it's like some intense, intense stuff. Like even our own testimony and testimonies that we've read on Reddit, like this is when people can hit, feel like they've hit an all-time rock bottom, mm-hmm. like the lowest of lows. The darkest like of dark. Questioning life, doubting life, mm-hmm. um, depression, um, disassociating from their own self, their the own body. level of in- levels of anxiety. You don't feel comfortable in your own surroundings anymore. Yeah, like everything that you thought you once knew is, is no longer. Mm-hmm. And you can imagine how that feels feels like it's like it's you know especially depending on how old you are when this is happening like you know it doesn't matter like at any age you know it's tough to go through but depending like say you're you know you're in your 40s and going through an awakening like you know that's 40 years of conditioning that you're unraveling Mm -hmm. and you know what I mean so it's just like it's not an easy thing so those that are unenlightened their identity lies within their ego Right. And that's why I was saying before, it's so easy to tell when someone is driven by their ego and those that are enlightened have learned that their identity lies outside of their ego. And that is why they're able to have that pure consciousness and reach their higher self. So, um, guys, again, me with another movie reference. Uh, another example. This is a good one, though. I love this one. <laughs> Snow came up with this one. I was like, oh, my gosh, what a 
good realization. Thanks. I just thought about that this morning. The downloads have been crazy. We've they been ha- talking about this podcast for episode week. for the past, yeah, for the past little bit. And even just researching and, and doing our, and having our own discussions and mm-hmm. stuff and our own reflections to do with this. It's just, it's been amazing because mm-hmm. we've been having some crazy revelations throughout exactly. this too and yeah it's been amazing exactly okay so guys um think about this uh, have you guys seen the movie Coraline if you have uh it's your ego death kind of feels like the movie Coraline so essentially Coraline I haven't seen this movie in a long time but I'll give you guys a quick rundown but essentially in Coraline she lives with her parents and they move into that new place and she just feels genuinely frustrated like she doesn't fit in and within her family like her parents aren't listening to her she's not feeling that love that she's she's looking for her ego's constantly being bruised because they're not giving her that fulfillment that she's seeking mm-hmm. and so later on into Coraline she ends up going into that world where she ends up fabricating her perfect life that she yeah. wishes that she she's basically has. going on neptune mm-hmm. <laughs> guys if you know astrology you know that neptune really literally rules es- escapism yeah she essentially <laughs> escapes into <laughs> made into, her own escape world exactly she escapes into this into this new world where it's purely driven by her ego where the world functions the way that she wishes it would function everything her mom bakes all the best things her dad's this phenomenal pianist like her world is fabricated based on everything that she's always wished for that's driven by her ego mm-hmm. and then she starts to have these realizations that mm, maybe this isn't entirely what i wanted here mm-hmm. mom's kind of being a little whack she's kind of being a little evil and then everything that she's always known starts to fall apart her perfect world that she's always dreamed of starts to fall apart and she starts panicking. Like there's literally points in the movie where the world starts glitching, the things start falling apart, her mom turns evil and she starts viewing viewing her world in a completely different way. She no longer feels comfortable in this space that she's created. She's hit mm-hmm. rock bottom and she gets really sad. Like it's yeah, scary. And she literally starts missing her like normal parents mm-hmm. and like crying for her normal parents. Mm-hmm. And now she's fighting. That she once was so like oh my gosh, you don't give me the attention or whatever it is that Mm -hmm. she was trying to seek and and didn't feel fulfillment. But now all of a sudden she was wanting that more than ever. Exactly. And then she ends up uh, fighting and winning the fight and she ends up making it back into her own world. And then she gets back into her own world and she just has a completely different view of everything. Now at the end, uh, now she has genuine appreciation for her parents. She's just much happier now Mm -hmm. now she's living in her pure consciousness Mm y'all see what's going on here Mm -hmm. so now she's no longer driven by her ego the limitations and restrictions that she felt that she had in her current life where she wasn't feeling listened to she wasn't feeling like her parents were living their best life and helping her live her best life now she's appreciative of the life that she has because she realizes that there's more than just the limitations that her ego has restricted her to now at the end of the movie you end up seeing the beautiful garden that grows there's life again there's Mm -hmm. life being grown and it's such a beautiful transformation but she's looking at things that she never once used to look Mm -hmm. at right exactly noticing the things that we that she never used to notice exactly and that's That's literally what like spiritual awakening is Mm -hmm. like like that's literally how i felt when i was going through my awakening and i'm like why did i never see this or why did i never take this in for example like it was just insane Mm -hmm. insane so that's a really good example which is essentially thank you it's essentially just like an an ego death example because her life when she was in that world when everything was falling apart like that was essentially the ego death that was happening Mm -hmm. like it was scary she felt like she was stuck in that world but she ended up making it out Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and even me personally, like, I'd say that the first two months of my awakening was the lowest point in my life ever, which is very surprising because um, I've been through, like, cycles where, like, you know, ups and downs throughout most of my um, childhood and, like, time so far. I mean, I'm only, I'm only 21, so, but, like, most of my time I've had cycles of ins and outs and stuff, but, like, this really being where I felt like I truly hit rock bottom and, like, it's it's so scary at times because especially when it's involuntary like we were talking about before when you're having an involuntary spiritual awakening that's when it's so scary and that's why we me and snow like made it our our mission to uh, um, educate people about spiritual awakening so that people can voluntarily start their journey because if you voluntarily do it you understand what you're going through not to say that it's easy that it's going to be an easy thing for you because you know what's going on and you're aware of it Mm -hmm. but that it's you understand, okay, I'm feeling this and I meant to feel this. And I know that it'll pass. Yes. The idea of knowing that it'll pass is what can help make or break your experience. Because when 100%. you hit that low and you're at the bottom, it's really hard to see above. Yes. Because you can't see the surface. Yes. So if you have that ability to do it voluntarily, then you can always have that residing within you to remember that this is going to pass and you're going to make it through. Mm-hmm. Mine, my awakening more so started through my ptsd and triggering and all that stuff we mean snow can do our like another episode maybe we should we want to do some more episodes on our own journey and our own Mm -hmm. awakening and stuff so we can share with you guys more specifics the more specifics of it but um yeah my because i was involuntary i had no idea what i was going i didn't even know at this point what spiritual awakening was i'd heard of it but i didn't really look into it i was more so just into astrology and that was kind of where that that's that capped at it was more so just astrology and that was it and then i was going through all this and and i was so confused i was so lost i was like i thought i was you know i thought i was making progress in life and then i ended up dropping out of school and um all these big life changes and and I was just so confused and so lost Mm -hmm. and there wasn't literally I remember even a night where I was like literally laying on my bathroom floor like contemplating life I was just like what is life like what is going on like I I was like so like I've never felt so disconnected from myself and so lost right and it was such like and even just reading testimonies from other people's experiences it's like you can if you read their testimonies you can especially I don't know maybe I can just feel it because I've gone through it myself when I read their testimonies I really feel what they are writing out even if I haven't like me specifically went through what they felt but I understand what they like you know what I mean just how they explain it I'm like I I, I get you mm-hmm. like I understand what you what you went through I might I might not really understand it but I or feel it but I like just I'm like wow I I feel you man Mm -hmm. like I feel you Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy because it's just like such uh I mean it's different for everybody everyone's journey is completely different for some people it's more easier depending especially what in what kind of environment you grew up in and Mm -hmm. and uh, all that maybe your connection with spirituality and stuff like that so it depends on a lot of different factors here but for some people the awakening period can be super short for some people it's extended over years at a time Mm -hmm. i've heard that the most tumultuous of spiritual awakenings are those that are 
meant to have a big impact on the world that those are the people who are supposed to be the healers because it's building up the resilience the entire point of your spiritual awakening is to build up resilience like when you hit that rock bottom you're building up the resilience because once you start to become aware you start to see what's really going on in this world and Mm -hmm. you have to you have to be ready to face all those Mm -hmm. things so hitting that rock bond is helping you build that resilience to be okay with accepting all those things and not feel like you're attached to those things like a lot of people who end up waking up one day and they realize that they hate their corporate job and that they don't feel fulfilled in it when initially they always wanted this corporate job they wanted to live high in this job and uh gain success in this job and they're they start to realize that it was all their ego. And once they leave their job, it's like, what's my identity now? I'm no longer, I'm no longer CEO. Literally. Cause even like for me too, like when I was going through my awakening, like I remember even just like acting like a child at some, at some points, like actually a lot of the time I was, cause I was stripping my own identity and stripping everything that I thought I once knew. Like guys, I literally grew up in a a strict Christian, Judaic Christian, might I add (laughs) household, and all of that was being stripped from me. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And even when I was being stripped of my beliefs and everything that I once knew, I, I thought I was like so bad. I thought I was like sinning. I, I was like, Gabriella, what are you, you shouldn't even be thinking about these things. Like mm-hmm. what is going on? And just like, it's, it's scary because mm-hmm. it's like, you want to, you want to attach yourself to these perspectives and limiting beliefs because again, that is your identity. So when you let go of those, it's like, who am I? What am I supposed to, what do I believe? Like, what do I not like? You know what I mean? It's just like What's all my purpose. And, yeah. And because I didn't have an identity and, and I was freaking out, I literally started acting like my child self. I remember even at some points because I was once I was stripping myself of all of these beliefs and everything, um, stripping my identity. I had to face my trauma head on because when you go through all that, you're really just stripped down to like your inner child Mm -hmm. and my inner child was so so bruised and had a lot of work to be done and Mm -hmm. still has a lot of work to be done I'm still working on that but I remember even just acting like a child I remember having like I literally felt like at some point I was having tantrums guys like tantrums and I'm not a person to just be a like I'm not like guys I'm not someone that just like has a tantrum like that's literally like not me at all and then all of a sudden she's literally known for being the cool common collected one (laughs) my Capricorn rising she just you know pulls through yeah but even my Capricorn rising couldn't save me Mm -hmm. through my awakening and I was I remember like screaming into my pillow at some points and feeling all these emotions that I couldn't even process in my like I couldn't even like explain it to people which is even more frustrating and it's just so like I just uh, I'd say I'm not even having a hard time even explaining it it's just crazy but Mm -hmm. like yeah I would just I was acting so out of character and which makes sense because I'm literally breaking away from the character that I once thought I was Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and and not to say that oh it's okay to have tantrums and be this mean person no I'm not saying that like you have to take responsibility for everything that you um do especially as an adult for sure but to show you guys that the unexpected happens Mm -hmm. sometimes when you're going through awakening that you really have a hard time resonating with what you're feeling Mm -hmm. you feel like you don't recognize yourself Mm -hmm. because you're building a new sense of self yeah and that can be scary like guys even when i was doing research for this um podcast episode i literally typed into google spiritual awakening is and (laughs) 
the first all like when you know when google gives you those recommendations because by popularity yeah right so the first things that came up was spiritual awakening is scary spiritual awakening is painful spiritual awakening is lonely spiritual awakening is hard those are the first four recommended searches that came up when i typed spiritual awakening is into google so clearly everyone's looking into google for help in a panic so that's to show you that's proof right there that spiritual awakening isn't sunshine and rainbows like some people pose it to be it's really like this scary process that you got to go through you got to go through all that how to really transcend and grow this is another thing that i feel like people don't tell you and this one has been the hardest thing for me like one of the hardest things that g and i have had to face which is losing people what feels like you're losing people Mm -hmm. because your connections with people start to start to start to dwindle i literally saw this uh reddit thread where somebody was talking about um this girl was looking for help in this uh spiritual thread asking about what was going on with her boyfriend because they had done psychedelics together this was a spiritual awakening that was invoked voluntarily through involuntarily through psychedelics so they had done psychedelics together and then it had resulted in afterwards he was complete she felt completely disconnected from him he was saying things like our world is real this isn't real um saying that our relationship is essentially going to be doomed if you're not seeing the things that i'm seeing he was having yeah all he was going through his own awakening mm-hmm. that was um started through the psychedelic experience that they had together mm-hmm. and yeah he's just having all these realizations it was so sad mm-hmm. guys it was so sad and she was like guys is he going crazy like yeah she genuinely didn't understand what he was saying because mm-hmm. it's literally like a different language whether like, you become enlightened you like you you sound crazy mm-hmm. If I were to sit here and say all the things that I like, all the downloads and the realizations I've had during my awakening, you might think I'm crazy. <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot of these things that she was describing, G and I were reading this stuff and we we're like, yeah, that's that's normal. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's awakening. That's mm-hmm. that's normal. He's waking up. Yeah. And it, it's it's scary to you, to your outside people, because to them, they're like, you've changed. Yeah. You've changed. And like, and like we keep change. saying, you've genuinely changed. Like Gabriella was saying, like the person she was a week ago, she looks at that and she's like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Because like, you don't know who that person is because you no longer connect with those person with that person, because a lot of the things that we end up building connections for in this world are ego driven. Yeah. You know, being with someone because you find them attractive. Yeah. Being with uh, friends with these people because you go out to parties where you mm-hmm. have these or say you don't look alone mm-hmm. yeah. all these things are ego driven that you so look better exactly all those higher status all those things that you end up bonding over you no longer feel attached to because yes. those were all the things that was associated with your ego so now that you no longer now that you're stripping yourself of that th- you feel that person starting to be stripped away with mm-hmm. you as well you no longer connect and there were to- like so many times where Gabrielle and I would just like be crying. Like, why are we losing people? Why are these people like seeing things the way that we're seeing? Getting mm-hmm. into arguments about things that to us, it just seems like this is genuine ethics. Like, why don't you understand what this is? Because we see the world differently. And mm-hmm. it's it's hard when you have such love for these people and you feel the genuine fabrications of the world that you've always known start to fall apart. It's so sad because it's like you feel you it's like when you wake up from an awakening Mm -hmm. it's like that it's so crazy guys oh if if you've been through an awakening you literally know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. you understand what i'm talking about but if you haven't i'm trying to to explain it in the best way i can but it's such an unexplainable phenomenon Mm -hmm. like it's like you wake up one day and you're like what is this 
what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. what is this world? And it's so like, I could, I could literally just sit here and cry. Like I could just say, and I'm like, so, so freaking grateful. And I'm like, wow. Like, and it just makes you want, it makes you don't want everyone to wake up and you just look at the world. So frustrated. And it's mm-hmm. like, guys, wake up, wake up. Like I get you. I feel you. I once was, was sleeping too. But like, if we all just woke the fuck up, ah, oh, life would be so much better. The world would be such a better place. But it's so much more sad with your your friends or even family that you don't connect with anymore like you it's so oh like you'll go hang out with them and you just feel spiritually drained and your energy is just drained because Mm -hmm. the things that they're serving is you no longer serve and it's just it's sad Mm -hmm. you just have to kind of like let the let the connection go and then they just i'm like oh they're just they've changed like they they're just the spiritual bitch oh she's a hippie now she's not act yeah exactly okay go have fun play with your crystals and it's like no like it's so sad because like that's the thing like there's so many people where i'm like i wish i could just shake you awake like i wish Mm -hmm. i could shake you awake and that's the thing like we keep saying is that you can't force a spiritual awakening Mm -hmm. on someone like it has to be in their destiny when it's time for them to do it or they have to do it and take it upon themselves like we can only that's that's our job is that we're we're mentors we're guides we're coaches we can help you along the way but we can't force you you can lead a horse to water but you can't force them to drink yeah so it's like uh and that's what i feel like even family is a hard thing for people mm -hmm. too because can you imagine like you go through this awakening and it's completely not accepted by your family Mm -hmm. and like oh i cannot imagine thankfully like I haven't been in that boat because my, my mom's a very, like, open person. She's literally like a Leah with a Sag moon. Um, so she, my mom's a very, like, open-minded person. Very open-minded. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very grateful for that. But just, I know a lot of people struggle with that and connecting with family afterwards because it's easier to, like, you know, if you want to let go of friends, right? You let mm-hmm. go of friends as much, as hard as that is. It's, it's you know, it's okay. Okay, bye. Like, you know, and you let that connection go. But your family, that's that's completely different that you like a lot of people can't just walk away from their families like that's family you know what mm-hmm. i mean so that's a that's a huge a hard hard one like mm-hmm. that can hit especially if you come from a religious household or um whatever that might be that doesn't that is extremely not open-minded towards towards that it's very hard but if you think about it the reason a lot of people don't want to wake up because we keep saying like oh i wish everyone would just wake up and you might be like oh this sounds amazing i don't understand why people don't want to wake up but people don't want to wake up because most people want to follow the crowd like we've talked about because it's comfortable here yes right everyone is sleeping most people in this world are sleeping you're you're giving into the corporate world you're um doing what you were told you know going to school you're getting living a degree. in the same cycle that your parents did yeah. that their parents did and not to, i'm not sitting here saying that if you went to post-secondary and you're doing a job that you're not living a purposeful life no not at all what i'm saying because a lot of people like find purpose in that and find empowerment in that and that's totally cool but i know that a lot of people that ha- that do go to school they go up because they're only trying to um make their parents proud or because they feel they yeah exactly that was me too and feeling that you have to that if you don't go to post-secondary that you're going to fail in -hmm. this world that you can't that you can't do something that is going to fulfill you like whether i've heard so many people be like oh like i wish i could be creative like i wish you know i love doing i love making music like but like i can't become a rapper because you know like that's not gonna happen you know that's unrealistic yeah exactly like all these things that limitations that have been told to you that Mm -hmm. have programmed you yeah that have made you believe that you can't do what it is that you want to do so like i was saying like most people want to follow the crowd and 
unfortunate enough, a lot of us are um, sleeping, and I feel like the corporate and the pharmaceutical world has a lot to do with that. But that's mm-hmm. a that's a discussion that's another for another, for another day. Time. I don't know if people are ready for that discussion. Here, that's that's some hot tea. Yeah, <laughs> that is. But yeah, so if you think about it, the people that are that have woke up, it is a very small population to the rest of the population, right? So when you're going through, when you wake up you don't connect with the people the way that you used to. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, you feel very alone. I know the, the, um, even some testimonies that I've read, it makes me so sad. Like just reading that. Cause I, I just, I understand like you just feel a lot of people feel literally felt that they've lost everybody, mm-hmm. that they are alone. So you are forced to find comfort in being alone. And when you connect with yourself, you find it's such a liberating and freeing feeling guys i used to be the type of person personally who could never be by myself i would be so i would get so anxious like if i went into a restaurant by myself or it just even a fast food joint by myself or even if i was at the park by myself i felt that people were looking at me and judging me and being mm-hmm. like why is she alone like she like a, lo- a loser or like, like a loner yeah Where's and i would get so insecure and so anxious all the time if i wasn't with people which is so sad because it's like girl you are <laughs> you are your own person you mm-hmm. don't need another person to live life mm-hmm. presently yeah can you just imagine like feeling like you can only live when you're in the company of other people like that's so mm-hmm. sad because you have so much gifts and so much power within yourself mm-hmm. that you don't you don't need anyone like the comfort of other people is a bonus like yeah exactly and not to say that when you yeah you initially do lose a lot of people a lot of connections but that's not to say that there's not a beautiful sp- like the spiritual community is so beautiful guys when you pe- find people that are genuinely woke and aren't posing that they're woke oh my gosh there's so many connections there because it's just like this open community it's Everyone's just like oh my gosh you're woke now oh my gosh you're we woke up they're like, let's celebrate come here. come here like you're woke let's like let's celebrate together like let's 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 share realizations like genuine just like love and light as cheesy Literally. as that is to say but that's what it is with the spiritual community everyone welcomes you with open arms everyone's like i got tips like i'll help you like yeah. girl i was there like it's just so genuine and pure that it makes mm-hmm. the segue like so much easier yeah it's not this it's not this thing where like you feel intimidated to come into this community mm-hmm. where of people that already know things that you don't know yet because you're new like no it's such a beautiful community like, no hierarchy because that's exactly what spirituality is all about they're not there to judge you they are not there to make you feel like they're they're higher than you mm-hmm. like that goes against spirituality when you come come across those gurus that make you feel like you're doing something wrong if you aren't connected with your in, like your spiritual and your higher self then like that's not what spirituality is that's not what it's about that's why i feel very very blessed and very thankful and i say this to snow all the time i say this to kevin all the time but i was so so grateful that like snow and i are both we've both been somewhat on the same wavelength it's crazy i mean we, we spend literally every day together so of course we're on the same wavelength <laughs> because we're ener- we share and ener- like literally we're in each other's energy all the time yeah we're twin flames exactly so I'm so grateful because I can, oh my God, I'm even just thinking, I was thinking about it or like yesterday was snowy yesterday. I was like, oh my God, can you imagine? Because we went through awakenings at different times, guys. Mm-hmm. They were evoked differently um, and all that, which we can get into in another podcast episode. But 
um, I can not imagine because I know that I, my awakening kind of started before snows did. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I was having all these realizations and all these downloads that if I went I went to snow and her being my best friend, of course, I'm going to go and have share these realizations with her. And even though she she might have not 100 percent fully connected with what I said at that given time, she understood at the same time she was like because i don't it's it's hard to explain but me and snow have always had this connection to the spiritual realm mm-hmm. yet never tapped into it because of our religious background mm-hmm. right it always scared us always scared us so i was very very grateful and not long after i had my awakening snow started going through her own awakening and i'm just so great because i cannot imagine i come out of my awakening and i don't even connect with my best friend anymore like what and that happens to so many people yeah people lose their long-term significant others people lose their long-term best friends mm -hmm. like i cannot imagine if i came out of this awakening and was like you know what snow sorry but like um our business not it (laughs) um our friendship not it hey Um, kevin you know our relationship not it you know what i mean i was mm -hmm. very grateful because even my boyfriend kevin he's also um been open to the he's same thing it's, it's so weird we have very similar stories but he come from a very strict religious background um oh he's always been interested in it growing up as well never touched it though because very scared and then even when i was going through he it's just like i was a living proof of it mm-hmm. i don't know it's hard to explain that because i was a living proof of it snow and kevin weren't scared by it like they were scared because yeah. they were like oh my gosh like I'm seeing her going through this hell and I'm going to eventually have to go through that own hell myself. Mm-hmm. But they were open to going through their own awakening. It's like, it showed them like, oh shit, like this is a, this is real. This is a thing. And almost like, it was nice. Cause I kind of feel like voluntarily got you guys in that headspace mm-hmm. to start mi- having those um, meditations and having those um, discussions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I got very, very blessed in that essence that I, lost connections but i didn't lose the people closest to me so i'm very very thankful for that but i know that a lot of people it's not the case for them same and on my end i'm like so grateful too because like like she said she had hers first and then only fairly recently am i like starting to like dip my toe in and like trailing in behind her so whenever i'm having like something that comes in i'm like now i get what you were saying four mm-hmm. months ago like now it's making sense now it's hitting like now i can go to you and ask for questions you can give me advice she's like here's my playlist of meditation <laughs> i got you girly i'm just like oh my gosh thank you we can sit here and have talks like the we before when we were doing our research for this podcast like we had basically a whole podcast level discussion of us talking about this topic with kevin as well so the idea of us just being a group of receptive people who are open to having these discussions makes the transition so much and that we give the space for each other because guys when you're like we were saying when you go through awakening it is really a hell of a process and so there's days where when i was going through my awakening i was depressed every single day for two months guys Mm -hmm. like i'm not really someone that has been like i've never really was someone that was depressed i i can i can be like a moody person but that's more so like that's the cap of it for me once being coming home and putting my stuff i'm like hey guys like you know being this bubbly person and spending time with them before going downstairs to do my own work and stuff i was coming home and like I literally even had this feeling of like not wanting to see anybody and I didn't get it. Like I literally was getting so irritated by people's presence. I would come in and I'd be like, oh, like I live with roommates. Like why can't I just have my own space? Like what the heck? And I never used to feel that way. I've always been a very social person. Because remember guys, I used to say that I was always 
I was always hindered by the company of others. I needed to be in the company of others to feel sane, to feel accepted, mm-hmm. right? And so now all of a sudden, all I wanted, nothing, I wanted nothing more to than to be alone. And I would come home and drop my my purse off of the door and I'd be like, okay, hey, bye guys. And I went downstairs. Like never used to be that. Everyone's like, is she good? Like, is she good? Like it was weird. Imagine going this bubbly person, this outgoing person, very out- outspoken too coming home and not saying a word and going mm-hmm. straight to her room it's very you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. very like oh is she good and i wasn't good for two whole months i wasn't good mm-hmm. and so that's what i was trying to say like very thankful that we here have like a space for that that we create space for that but that's why it's so so important to create a safe space for yourself when you are having an awakening because a lot of times people feel alone but mm-hmm. it makes sense because you're connecting with yourself and no one connects with themselves anymore Mm-mm. you're connecting to your phone you're connecting to other people's needs you're yep. connecting to other people's um life like why like you know what i mean like we're just mindlessly scrolling all the time or mindless we're gossiping we're speaking of other people's drama mm-hmm. other people's life why aren't we talking about ourselves and if it's crazy because even if you talk about yourself oh oh you're you're egotistical so that's when that's when the ego comes out is when you're talking about yourself yeah interesting what it doesn't make sense i mean obviously if you're speaking of yourself highly yes in in more of a an arrogant way an arrogant way yes that it is egotistical but if you're like i am beautiful like i am doing amazing things like i am an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. like all these things and people will be like oh you're beautiful you you can just say you're beautiful like Mm -hmm. you yeah I'm beautiful. Period. What What is wrong with someone saying that they are beautiful? We are all beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's just so sad. Like, it's just crazy to me that, oh, if you speak good of yourself, if you speak good affirmations to yourself, oh, you're egotistical. That is insane to me. So, yeah, just a lot of people are just so stuck in connecting with everyone else except themselves Mm -hmm. so when you're going through awakening and you have you're forced to connect with yourself you only you only have yourself yes right that's the thing though like g and i are you know scorpio dominant like we like our me time but having once entering our spiritual awakening now like our solitude is a must yeah like it is a must like we're always like you know like like g keeps saying like we're social people whatever and then if we were having too many social interactions it'd be like oh my gosh our social battery is dying and mm-hmm. then we would just like be like can we need to go to our room and we'd have our netflix time and have our me time you know what i mean but mm-hmm. now it's like genuinely a part of our spiritual routine because that solitude is so important whether that solitude is is journaling out your inner thoughts or it's doing a meditation that is when yourself feels the most connected to talk to yourself because Mm -hmm. your higher self isn't going to be giving you downloads when you're in a group of people and you're partying and doing all that stuff Mm -hmm. no your higher self should be a little shy sometimes she wants to talk to you in private you know she wants to have those intimate conversations with yourself but you're not going to have those conversations if you're spending so much energy connecting to other people and not connecting to yourself Mm -hmm. so that was another huge thing i think that happened in our spiritual awakening was that need to be in solitude yeah another dark thing that um is a big thing in um spiritual awakening is bringing your shadow self to the surface which we kind of touched on a little bit earlier so i won't spend too much time here but just the fact of being completely raw and honest with yourself dealing with generational trauma and facing your demons head on that is some heavy shit like and that goes along with your ego death Mm -hmm. like like i was saying like you're face with your inner child and your inner child's crying out to you and you didn't even realize mm-hmm. you're like oh my gosh i have all this trauma it's like the- to deal with and maybe you're someone that didn't even think 
uh, mental illness was a thing or thought or always pushed off um, mental illness or 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 knew that it was there but never wanted to deal with it or didn't know how to deal with mm-hmm. it right I all of a sudden had this epiphany that that I had to work through the trauma or all the things that have hurt me growing up to this to this point in order to be fully transcended right because I can't fully transcend if I'm latching on to the things that have hurt me or once hurt me and and things that continue to trigger me or things that continue to cause me anxiety so can things that continue to cause me depression Mm -hmm. because that's not living in the present moment and Mm -mm. you can't be connected to your higher self your pure consciousness if you aren't living in the present moment and I can't live in the present moment if I'm attaching to triggers if I'm attaching to the things that no longer serve me Mm -hmm. right and don't get me wrong guys it's not like a I didn't just heal my inner child in one month. No, I'm still working on my inner child. There's so much things that I have to work through. Like, you know what I mean? It depends what the, like I've said before, it depends on the environment you grew up on. It depends on what you were conditioned to and all those things. And I'm still learning to strip all of that away and let go of it and be like, hey, like you might've been through this, but that no longer serves you. You know, that'll always be there. That'll always be a part of me. What I've been through will always be a part of me. The same thing, you can't get rid of your ego. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I can't get rid of what I've been through. You know, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be in my history, Mm -hmm. right? But what I can do is learn to be comfortable in it, learn to master it, and learn to use it in for good use mm-hmm. it to turn into empowerment mm-hmm. use it for power and use it for purpose to not let it limit you yes to let it although it's your experiences and that's a part of your ego let it drive you not restrict mm-hmm. you not limit you after the pain comes in the flood of realizations wow oh my gosh guys it's <laughs> guys every single day since Gabrielle's spiritual awakening, she'd be telling me something brand new. She'd be mm-hmm. telling me something that makes me look at this world that I'm like, and I'm not, e- I'm not even on, on her wavelength yet. So I can't even imagine the intensity of what it is that she's describing. But I like, there's this one thing that she said that still lives in my head run free. And just re- hearing all these things is just like incredible. The kind of downloads and realizations you have, because now you're connected to your higher self. Now you're receiving those downloads head on and directly because you're living in that pure consciousness. Mm-hmm. And it's such a beautiful thing. Cause life is just better. Life is beautiful. Life is brighter. It's makes you realize that the battle and the war and the hell that you've been through was worth it. The rewards that you reap after are so, so worth it. Like, wow i'm just so grateful that at 21 i i was able to go through this awakening like so grateful i'm just blessed because i know that a lot of people don't get to experience it at all in their lifetime and that's just crazy to me because when you really go through you connect with your higher self you connect with your pure consciousness that is really the path of self-acceptance where you are truly living with purpose that we are living with empowerment that you find healing that you let go of what of those things that no longer serve you you let go of those things that hurt you in the past that you no longer are attached to those things Mm -hmm. and the power of the self you're able to manifest your wildest dreams the more you're connected to the higher consciousness the more strong your manifestation powers are guys you literally receive i we keep saying this word downloads from your higher self telling you exactly what it is that you need to do because when you 
are in touch with your higher self you everything is one you're in touch with the universe you're able to create what it is that you want to see into in in the universe you're able to literally as we always say create your reality shape your reality Mm -hmm. you start to realize that those limitations and those restrictions that you were constantly told to and limited to that your ego was filled with no longer stop you from doing what it is that you want to do Mm -hmm. if you want to be a famous actor you can be a famous actor that one time when your parents told you that it was unrealistic to be a race car driver look at you now you can be in the indy 500 racing and doing Mm -hmm. everything it is that you wish to do there are no limitations the only limitation that exists in this world is is yourself yourself. hard pill to swallow Mm mm-hmm everyone's different like some people like we said their journeys are, are years some are months um some are either they're triggered differently or they're a lot of people's journeys are start differently they last differently like it's everyone's journey is different not one is the same mm-hmm. not one is the same so just remind you guys that because um i don't want you guys to be like oh my gosh i i was going through an awakening and i didn't feel that or i didn't do this or what, what yeah. oh my God, would i do something wrong exactly or, I mean, like no 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 like everyone's journey is very very different and if if some people might be like well, how how do you know when you went through an awake girl you will know <laughs> don't even ask me that because you will know <laughs> trust me yeah. you will know if yeah. you're going through an awakening you will know that's all i can say <laughs> that's I, I, oh, that's all i can say but i just want to end this off with a quote i know this is a long a long um podcast episode but we we're having so many downloads and so many good things just that we wanted to say to you guys yeah here. okay guys i'm just gonna end this off with this beautiful quote that i found by adya shanti oh this hate they are um a spiritual teacher and i really feel like this this quote really just really breaks it down of what awakening really looks like and what enlightenment really looks like but adya shanti said enlightenment is a destructive process it has nothing to do with becoming better or being happier enlightenment is a crumbling away of untruth it's seen through the facade of pretense it's the complete eradication of everything we imagined to be true. One more time. Whoa. Enlightenment is a destructive process. It has nothing to do with becoming better or being happier. Enlightenment is a crumbling away of untruth. It's seeing through the facade of pretense. It's the complete eradication of everything we imagined to be true. I think that is a beautiful quote that really, really embodies what we were trying to say here today. Mm-hmm. And, ugh guys it's as much as it's a destructive process like adyashanti said it is such a rewarding process at the same time um but there's a couple um of resources that we linked below that we highly recommend you guys to reach and um to click on and and do some research research for yourself mm-hmm. there there's some really good testimonies in the in the um, articles that we listed below like oh my gosh i was even having some crazy perspectives when i was reading these myself so i highly recommend you to do that research yourself do the research um don't just take for our words for it like if you want to look up testimonies look up testimonies yes. go on reddit go go on youtube start researching mm-hmm. and so you can have a voluntary um awakening do you know what i mean if you if you go into a voluntary voluntarily not to say that it won't be hard it won't be such of a scary destructive process Mm -hmm. when you know what you're in for yes when it's voluntary you give the power to yourself you put the control with the controls more within yourself that feeling of being like i don't know what's going on is eliminated yes it might be tumultuous and all that sort of stuff but at the end of the day you know that you're going into it with positive attention so you're only going to get a positive outcome Mm mm-hmm 
Oh, beautiful. Oh, wow. This is such a good podcast. I love this episode. Wow. Wow. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, we are. Oh, by the way, guys. By the way, guys, big thing. We are now on Apple Podcasts. Yes. So if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, please be sure to give this a five-star rating if you enjoyed it. Yes, please. It really helps our business out a lot. Mm -hmm. It helps Um, helps us be recognized and um, be pushed on Apple Music. Yes. Apple Podcasts. Not Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. So it's recommended for other people so that we can share Mm -hmm. our journey with other people you mm-hmm. know that can we can really help other people yes so help us get a lot. better reach because if we've helped you we'd love to help other people so please uh give that rating if you wouldn't mind as well as um if you guys want to connect with us on other platforms be sure to again check out our instagram at astralo t oh sorry at astralo.t <laughs> and then uh we're also available on youtube if you want to check this out as well at gabs and snow yes and you can also make sure go over to our website www.astralot.ca there's so many other beautiful resources that we have on there mm-hmm. such as one-on-one coaching if you need that coaching to learn the beautiful spiritual tool of birth, uh, birth charts mm-hmm. we also have um birth chart readings and we're also working on some really fun projects for you guys for our, on our website and also that free um cheat sheet the free planet cheat sheet for you guys on there too and so definitely check us out on there um if you would like to and yeah yes that's it for today's podcast episode uh, thank you guys so much for listening yes and if you want us to do a future podcast episode where we talk about more in depth about our personal spiritual awakening perhaps give you guys some tips and advice maybe you might learn from our testimony definitely let us know and we can work on that this is mm-hmm. an ever-growing process so we'd love to give you guys updates throughout it and with that being said oh we almost forgot to do gratitude attitude <gasps> true we have to do that we have to do that wow okay do that okay guys you know we always have to conclude with some positive notes because again gratitude attitude yes get you guys in the gratitude attitude so this is a part where we talk about what it is that we are grateful for in this moment and time and we encourage you to do the same right now right now yes say one thing that you're grateful for because gratitude is like the best frequency mm-hmm. there is that highest really, vibration exactly so let's get on that let's get on that wavelength right now gabs what are you grateful for honestly the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was disney movies <gasps> disney pixar and, and pixar movies i don't know like i just it really connects me with that inner child you know we're talking about the inner child today and wanting to you know do some more research and really um see the subliminal messages and all that is just I'm excited. I'm excited to, to dig deeper into um, these movies. I don't know, guys. We are just lo- we're kids at heart. Like we really, really are, and we yeah. just love. And just uh, I just love a good Disney Pixar movie. So Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I would say that today I'm really appreciative of Disney or Pixar movies, and maybe I should watch one tonight. Yes. Maybe I should watch one tonight. Yes. Oh, I almost want to say that too, because uh, I mean, the nostalgic just brings me so much. Comfort. You can say it too. We can both agree yeah, on that. I think I want to agree on that one. I think I want to agree on that one. That's a good one because we, we talked a, a lot about movies yeah, this one. We were so. in some depths about some yeah. Disney and Pixar movies. Exactly. Yeah, and just even the fact oh my gosh, that sorry guys, I keep saying exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it like festered and created uh, our creativity and our depths of our imagination. I feel yeah. like that's a big thanks to that. So mm-hmm. definitely grateful for those and the fact that we can still rewatch them and use them as a tool to connect our inner child. Yeah, definitely oh, grateful for. Love that. We love to hear it. So with that being said, we will see you guys in the next episode bye guys